I'm Kevin O'Coin. And I'm Brian Ackley. This is Life in the Rough, the podcast. And we're back for another episode. I'm excited to see you, Brian. We just we've wrapped up the PGA Tour season. The Tour Championship concluded. Um, and here we are. I know. I'm. It's bittersweet, um, the end of the PGA Tour season. The thing is, well, first and foremost, great to see you, Kev. It's been been a while. I mean, it's good we, to be seen. When did we record last week? Was it Tuesday or Wednesday? I think we recorded on Wednesday last okay, week. Okay, so it's a full week since since we had last seen each other. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of golf. Um, definitely not as much as I – actually, I knew I was playing this much. I just kind of forgot about it, but played a lot of golf. Yep. Um, as you said, the PGA Tour season came to an end. Um, golf drama certainly did not come to an end. Uh, it oh. is only – it's snowballing from here. Oh, well, it might get a – a little lull in in the coming months a little bit if no one else like joins live or whatnot but there's still some excitement around the game of golf um i'm I'm excited me too i wouldn't even say it's at a simmer i would say it might be even at a rolling boil right now um with the six recent guys that have announced i mean we had some as far as like live is concerned, I think we should just dive into that first. We can get it out of the way. I like it. Well on live all day, but I, I like the, it. the six guys that announced, I mean, I, I don't have the list in front of me, but like Cam Smith, we knew Cameron Tringale. I don't know if we necessarily knew, but I don't think anybody was surprised by that. But I, I think the biggest surprise, and I'm sure you, you probably feel the same way is Harold Varner. Yeah, that's crazy. Because um, he was not, he wasn't really like a champion for the PGA Tour by any means, but he issued a statement like two months ago or so, saying how like he turned down their deal because MJ told them not to, and like he's been on multiple interviews and stuff saying that he's like a PGA guy. But I mean, I just I respect the way that he handled it. He was like, it's like money got to be so much, so, like it was impossible to say no. Essentially, you know. Yeah. No, and I don't. I don't fault HV. Well, I haven't faulted any of these guys for taking more money. I'm, no. I'm, I'm cool I with it. I, I'm totally not on the morality train in regards to PGA versus live because like, I, I don't know. I feel like everybody plays that card, but then like, st- like, I don't know how moral are you if you have a $200 million check in front of you, you know? Yeah. And like, you don't like hate your coworker when they leave your company and they double their salary. Like, and that's like the lower end of like what we're really talking about here. Um, so as you had mentioned, so Cam Smith, uh, world ranking number two. Um, and then it was, uh, Joaquin Neiman, uh, world ranking 19, number 46, Harold Varner, number 55, Cameron Tringali, number 62, Mark Leishman and number 92. Uh, Oh, Anurban, right? Anurban Lahari. I'm so glad you helped me with that first name. Do do Um, you remember he almost won the players? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, no, he did for sure. Came runner up to Cam Smith there, but like implosion, my guy. Oh, yeah. 100%. I've heard really good things about, but he goes by Bon, I think. I think that's his nickname that he goes by. And I feel like he's one of those guys that like everybody on tour, like loves to get paired up with him kind of thing. I've heard he's like a character. Um, not to, I'm not supporting the lift guys here. I'm just like, uh, he's like a guy that we never really talk about. And I've heard a lot about him lately for some reason. Yeah, no. Um, so, I mean, Cam Smith, obviously that sucks. Uh, Joaquin yeah. Neiman. Yeah. He's a good player. Um, I think he's probably the biggest second biggest loss for the tour behind Cam Smith. And that, well, loss. cause he's so young. Um, I mean, I yeah. think HV three is a big loss too, because of, because of his age, but let's be real. Cameron Tringali, like, 
what is he known for? Like, tell me the last Cameron Trignali moment that you recognize. Cause I'm pretty sure he was like a free agent in our fantasy golf league, like all year. I could be wrong. It might not have been all year, but like. He's made a ton of money on tour. I think he's like, I, I think he's one of the guys that he, like, he's like made more money on tour without a win than like most yeah. people. I, I was listening to one of another golf podcast earlier today, and I think it's him that they were talking about when they said that. Yeah, no, which no, is no. like weird because I've heard people don't really like him. I mean, maybe not. I mean, his I don't know. I may, I, I mean, he's got to be bitter. He's like one of the shittiest cams in the golf world. Like, yeah, um, it, but I, I don't know. Like, you're right. Number 55 in the world. He's certainly made a good amount of money, but. I kind of am tying it back to, which you can't tie to everything because clearly Joaquin Neiman has had some success on the PJ tour. Harold Varner, not really so much, but Cam Smith certainly has. So it's not like we could say all these live guys that they're getting now are, you know, no longer able to compete on the PJ tour, but you could probably tie in, you know, ban Lahiri and uh, Cameron Tringali into you're most likely not competing against the best players in the world. Like you're, you're most likely not going to win a, a, a tournament, but right. what I did see today, Kevin, which well, I suppose the season's over and your boy won the fantasy uh, championship. It was great. Congrats. Hey, I figured you did. Thank you. That definitely helped. That money will go towards Augusta next year. Um, but one of the things that I did see today that I did not like seeing was Sith commented on HV3's statement going to live saying you the man um that's interesting that's a little unsettling um that would be a huge loss in my opinion for the pga tour he um was definitely the second best rookie on tour this year uh next to cameron young oh Um, do you think that was suggestive of the fact that you think he's going to live i don't know but like usually like pga tour players don't like comment on live things in any sort of like positive uh, i guess i don't know was it was it a comment on like was it like the picture of his um statement that he released was it a comment on that i'm pretty sure that's what it was yeah i just saw it on twitter and like uh, so did i mean you read that his statement i did and listen bro it's all about the money your kids are going to be set you're going to be set you can do all the foundations you want sure and who knows yeah I, so i, I Oh, that's interesting. Because I feel like I perceived that comment in a different way. Because it was like the tone that Varner wrote that statement in was almost like, I hope nobody thinks less of me for doing this kind of thing. Like, I think he was like showing his respect to the PGA Tour, saying, like, I hope like everybody knows, like, I love them kind of thing. And it, I almost take that comment as like Sith being like, oh, like, you're still the man kind of thing. Not so much like you're the man for going to live, if that makes sense. Oh, no, no. Well, I, I can see how that can be mis- misconstrued, especially on the cesspool that is Twitter. Well, yeah. And um, just any comment. Yeah. I mean, it pretty, you wrapped it up in pretty much cesspool that is Twitter. But any. I don't know. It's yeah. Uh, it, I'm, I just Googled it. It said the gala wrote you to man in response to Varner's leaving the tour. Um, yeah. Which when when you if you just say that I would imme- immediately think like oh like he must be right behind him kind of thing but like having seen the I don't know that's like the definition of um, 
what do they call it when like you just read the headlines and you don't read the Clickbait. article? Clickbait. Yeah, clickbait. Yeah. <laughs> like that's like the definition of what that is. So well, that's how um, like, that is very interesting though, because you're right. Most guys just like don't say anything. Like if there's like something about live on social media, they just like hands off kind of thing, you know. Right. And clickbait is how I got to this story. I like swiped left on my phone, so it brought me to like the the sketchy news pages that's like off of your home screen. And at the yeah. top, it was PGA Tour professional. And I see a picture of the gala. So I know exactly who they're talking about. PGA yeah. Tour professional ref- makes questionable statement after recent PGA Tour leaves for live. And I was like, okay, yes, you've got me. I'm clicking this. Yeah. Like, I'm not clicking like Rory skeptical about money since 1994. No, I'm sorry. I, no, like you guys look at my Google searches. You know what type of shit to put in that clickbait. But when I saw the gala's face, <clears throat> I was like, shit. Shit. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. It 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 would be horrible for the PJ Tour because I think he's a great character. I think his energy is awesome, and I think he's going to be great for the tour going forward. I was selfishly thinking about like fantasy golf. Like Cam Smith's now gone, Thigala mm-hmm. might go. Like, yeah. but then again, we're going to draft a new team next year. It's going to be fucking weird though. We're going to really have to restructure the whole format of the league if we're. If the PGA Tour is trying to format it around 28 or 20 really strong events, we had a 28 or 27 um, event schedule last year. Maybe Just we play should, the elevated events. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what we should do. And then maybe like throw one in for, yeah, like we could figure that out later. But it's definitely going to be something to think about because if we went down and did the same format we did this year, playing every event for the most part, um, with the exception of two events, um from the waste management or from the wm open to the tour championship there were a good amount of events where it was like ah this player kind of sucks yada 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 uh rory only played like 14 events this year so like there were so many events he's just sitting on my bench next year if you're drafting for just 20 events or, or you're drafting these players knowing that the best players are playing in these events it's not as bad as like, shit, I have no one starting this week. I have no one starting, unless Webb's neck is hurt. It'll right. always be hurt. He's done. It shouldn't be like, I think we should just do the 20 elevated events because like it, like no other fantasy sport are you're like, oh, like I'm not completely filling my roster on my starting rock. You know what I mean? Like, it's silly to think that like there's weeks that I would start three people, sometimes even two, just because like, it's not worth dropping it. Like if I drop anybody, somebody's going to get taken. And like, I'd almost rather have like, I, I think the stupidest thing about fantasy golf is how like so many of the top guys don't play that many events. And like, we do so many events that like, you just like have to like field all these like random guys. And like, I don't know. I feel like it would oh, be more and- fun to just have those 20 <clears throat> elevated events personally. What do you think? Yeah, no, I think that's definitely going to be a better way to go about it. But going back to what you said, um, I think a way to fix, um, you know, like you're not going to drop Justin Thomas so you can pick up James Hahn, the psycho on Twitter. Um, you're like, but if we had, we had 14 people in the league this year, you know, about a buck 56 are getting into most of these tournaments. So by 14 teams drafting 10 players, nine players, a ton of the players are already off the board, right? If we yeah. had 10 teams in the league, and you had a roster size of 12 and you only were starting four of them. I don't think you would have trouble 
filling out a lineup every I, yeah. single week. It would just be the I'd rather have that, change. honestly. That would yeah. be kind of a better format. Um, I've thought about it in a few ways, you know, drafting just a team of like seven and you don't like there is no bench. Every player that you put out there just plays each week. I've thought about it many Almost ways. Almost like basketball, kind of. Yeah, and like who knows? And I, if anybody wants to give suggestions, I'm open. Certainly, we're going to do a whole new makeover of the league next year because I'm sure a decent or not a decent. I'm sure at least a, I'd say a fifth of the league might not want to return. Um, it's not for everybody, but I know Jack is going to be the first one to sign up, and this guy won nothing this year. I mean, right. The, the payouts were pretty good for the top. Um, there was kind of like three teams to three to five teams that really just like ran the league this year and everybody else was mostly irrelevant. Yeah. Like. Would you agree yeah. with that? Oh, yeah. I won eleven hundred and fifty price one eight eighty five and DaCosta won eight fifty. Um, yeah. Like and then. Kenny 365, Nelly 305, the plus with 225, John 225. But uh, Jack won nothing, absolutely nothing. And he's like, dude, it sucks. Like, it is what it is. I'm going to get it back next year. Dennis is so excited for next year. He can't wait to get back to the fantasy draft. I, I told him, just don't draft Tiger. Just don't. He'll be a free agent. He'll be available, I promise. But we will we will get all that figured out. We will. This will be into the new year. We've got a lot yeah. of exciting stuff coming. You know up. what I have to say about fantasy yeah. that I would almost wish would like change. Yeah, oh, I don't yeah. know if we can necessarily change it, but like, I, and I don't really have an answer to what would be better. But I feel like the five scoring criteria that we use, which are birdies be- are better, FedEx Cup points, wins, which only one person can get. Um, right, which I think is kind of stupid in the tournament, and then um, top tens. Well, I think the right. d- the win helps because, like, well, I I guess I'm no, I see what you're saying. Like, the person that wins should get a lot of credit for winning, yeah, for sure. Right, and top tens, I'm even fine with money and FedEx Cup points. They're the same. They're the same thing. Yeah, and okay. like that's kind of like I I would almost rather have like three categories similar to like birdies or better. Where it's like more like stat line type shit. It's like similar to like like fantasy football, like yards, catches. I got you. So like you know bogey, what I mean. Like double bogeys or worse would count against you, right? Something Otherwise, like- it's like whoever happens to have the most people in the top fifty wins the league, or like you know you know what I mean. Well, yes, but you also Overall. have to start these motherfuckers because like if you've got JJ Spawn on the bench and he gets a W that week, like you you know well, what I mean. Yeah, but like. It, you're that might have been a bad your, example. You're going to start um, your guys that are in the top 50 over your guys in the top one, 50 to 100. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, no, either way, you're going to start the, the best guys. But, like, it would almost be cool to see, like, like I don't know. Like, when you're watching I like, copied fantasy someone's fo- league, first of all. I right. wanted to do a fantasy golf league. I reached out to uh, a buddy and listener, Brian Westmeyer. He told me about – and he will be playing in the Easter Seals tournament with us coming up. So, shout out, Brian. Right. We got new shirts in, by the way. If you want one, let me know. Um, and he texted me last week saying he was catching up on the podcast. So, that's great. Um, Westy. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So, B. West had told me about his fancy golf league. Okay. And I literally was like, sure. I'm super indecisive. I I, I don't want to yeah. make the wrong decision. I hate being commissioner as it is because everyone fucking hates every decision you make. Um, although I, I felt a lot of gratitude at the end of the golf league. I feel, I did think that people appreciated that I set it up. It was mostly the people that won money. But um, either way, I just kind of copy and pasted his league. I did set up a yeah. bunch of like test leagues 
a few weeks before the the PGA um, the season started that we were the for the schedule that we were playing off of started. And I was just getting so many different mixed results. And I was super nervous like last year um, to, because I was like, this is going to fuck up. Like this, something's not going to work. And we did have like one right. or two ties for first place. Um, but yeah, no, I definitely think that the way we do scoring is, is something to, to look at going forward. The only thing that might change though next year, Kev, is they aren't going to give more FedEx cup points to, the uh i guess it's still all relative fedex cup points and money earned is still relative i was going to say they're giving more money in the elevated events but not more fedex cup points but either way it's they're completely correlated per event like they're saying they're, they're almost like at the same ratio it's like and i don't necessarily want to no, get I hear rid you. of those I, I would almost like to keep those five things and maybe almost like add three additional things like there's more columns that you're playing you know what i mean like i, I don't know i think like I think part of the cool thing about say fantasy football, for example, because like that's like the other fantasy sport that I play is that there's these guys that you put on your roster that like, if you're just like a football fan and not a fantasy football fan, like you wouldn't realize that they would be valuable to your team because like certain, certain things that they do are more valuable in fantasy than they are as, as far as like being like one of the best wide receivers in the league, so to speak. So I feel like there's, I think that's kind of like the cool part about fantasy sports. Um, but like, I think the way that our, our league is weighted is just, I don't know, like it, it's, it's kind of a catch 22. It is like the best, the best golf, having the best golf runner team is going to get you the win kind of thing, which is also kind of partially how it should be. But I yeah. don't know. I, again, I don't have the answer. I think you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. There's room for improvement um, and, and yeah. we'll figure it out. And, and um, I think we can start with, Maybe we just need to make a fantasy golf app because fan tracks fucking sucks. Oh, worse, dude. Oh my god. I don't know a single person that uses fan tracks that doesn't just like hate it. Nate said he loves it for fantasy football. What? Yeah. When I first brought it up, he's like, dude, I use it for fantasy football. It's awesome. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. But I yeah, I'm pretty sure that's accurate. Nate, when you listen to this on Friday, let me know. It wasn't fantasy hockey. I think it was football. Wow, interesting. Okay. Well, either way. Um, so we digress. <laughs> yeah. So um, I want to I want to bring up something really wild that happened on the golf course because I played five match play events. I'm not. Oh, yeah, gonna, I forgot I'm, about that. I'm not gonna go through them. I'm gonna tell you a little bit about um about them. Yeah. But did you see Max Homa on Sunday? Hit it. Um, I, I'm pretty sure it was on the 18th hole. He. He fucking smoked it. This thing was gone. He hit the flag. Oh, yeah. Okay. So the reason this is wild is because we were in a match play event and it was, we were playing Anderson Glenn and it was the uh, 13th hole uh, downhill par three, 156 yards. Um, Dan puts his ball on the green like a stud. and got a real or maybe it's just off the green i actually don't remember we played a lot of golf um either way he dan was like literally gonna be tapping in for par if not getting a birdie um our opponent hit his ball in the bunker smashes it out of the bunker and the second it happened i was like oh wraps right up in the flagstick drops to like three feet from the pin and he tapped in for par um, and I was just, he's like, wow, I've never seen that shit before. And I was like, I, before then, so crazy. I saw it on TV in person. 
um, when talking about it. And then I had only seen it one other time. I was golfing with my buddy, Ryan Brown at my family's golf course in Groton. Yep. And we were playing for money. He hit it out of a book. I feel like it's always out of a people hitting out of a bunker. He hit out of a bunker. Yeah. And he skull fucked it. And the second he hit, I was like, yeah. And then I stopped my, yeah, because it, oh, like we were, this is how we would play. We were like 19 years old. We would like, you've told this story. I think, I think I've heard you tell this story. Oh yeah. I told it on here. Well, I mean, oh, I don't know if you told it on here, but, but hits the flags or hits the flag literally drops down like two inches from the cup. And I was just like, like just, my fist is in the air. Like my mouth is open. I'm just like, uh, uh, uh. and it was super deflating, but it's funny. The things you see out on the golf course. So um, pretty cool. That is on. I've never seen that before at all. I when I was watching. So we, um, Abby and Marshall were actually here for the weekend. So we, the four of us played golf on Sunday. When we got home, it was like, I don't know. The leaders were on probably like 13 or something like that. So it was late in the day, but like I, that was one of the first things we saw. And I was like, I have literally never seen that in my life. So the fact that you saw it once the same day in person and another time in your life is just impressive. I've never seen like the flag knock the ball down like that. So the only way you can do it is you've got to get it. Like it's got to be closer to the flag stick. So the ball really gets wrapped up in the flag. Once it hits and it just, yeah. I mean, I think it probably so has to do lucky. with, oh yeah. I think it's it probably so has lucky. to do with like the angle that it hits the flag at. Cause like if you had a ball from far away, it's like coming down, it's going to like skim off the flag. Right. Whereas oh, yeah. like that it's one going like, like goes straight into it. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, no, it's, it, it's crazy. Um, but obviously we're physics majors. Yeah. Right. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but the, I'm not sure if you watch much of the tournament, but I realize we're probably real late to it by the time this comes out, but I was very entertained. Um, I thought, I mean, the way Scotty kind of blew it by coming back to the field, um, it just made for entertaining golf, though. Like, it was no longer like, oh, because when Dan and I were um, teeing off on the back nine on Sunday morning, I was like, well, Scheffler's going into the fourth round up six strokes. I was like, right, that fucking sucks. Right. I, and I, I had a chef for ticket. Don't get me wrong. A big fucking ticket. I lost pretty bad um, on that, but it's all good um, because I, I won a shit ton because Roy won and my team won. Um, but it was six strokes. Come on. By the number one player in the world. Right. I, have you ever Whoa. seen anyone or in your like memory? Can you remember? Let's not say number one, maybe a top uh, five player in the world having that big of a lead going into Sunday and then just. I can't think of away. any ranked player that's had that sort of lead going into Sunday and blown it. Um, not six. Which, like, there were a couple uh, this year, three stroke leads that di- uh, right. disappear quick, but that'll happen. A bogey birdie. Boom. Now it's one and right. new game. So the thing is, if that, if he didn't just like kind of choke on his own vomit on Sunday or his fourth round on Sunday, it wouldn't have been that entertaining. No, you know, no. and that's my problem with the tour championship. But like it, it happened to it happened to be no, it does work. It happened to be entertaining. And but last like, year it, it came shouldn't down to a, it, it came down to Rahm and Cantlay. Right. I mean, well, the thing is, is like a few too. guys always fire. Like it, uh, I think 
on Saturday, like Xander shot like 63. So all of a sudden he was within like one or two of Scott. Like, oh, this is interesting. And then Rory put up a number and the, I don't know, like a bunch of stuff happened. So like you kept seeing like even Rom was kind of in it at one point. So um, JT Poston and Sepp Straka played lights out. So yeah. I bet JT Poston without strokes to place top 10. He placed like top He's five. Like, yeah, I was gonna say it was like four it, five, it, right? Yeah, it was he was sick. Um, and these players be, being at the back of the field, they know they're at the back, so they're going to play their asses off, whereas other players aren't gonna go for the risky shots and shit like that. Um oh yeah, they were saying about that about Sahith on um I think it was Friday morning. I was just like watching the the uh the ESPN plus coverage or whatever there, and the announcer was like, Well. He's like 15 strokes behind. So like his mindset right now is probably just fire at every single pin and see what happens. See how low you can go. And I was like, that's gotta be like a wicked fun way to play golf for like a professional. <laughs> yeah. But for someone who's like so animated, like, and clearly like his shots bother him. But like, so I don't know. I don't know if he'd love it. Yeah. That's a good point. He wears so, hard on his sleeve for sure. So here's the question. Okay. Roy McIlroy. Piping fans in the face with errant fucking balls out of the bunker. Uh, smashing grandstands behind the green. Like several times in the last five, six holes, too, by the way. I think there is something that needs to be done about, about this. And maybe it just pisses me off because I'm an amateur golfer and, like, I don't get those breaks. Like, let me just smash this as hard as I can. And I know it's going to be stopped by that huge ass structure. And then I'll just get a drop or pound. And I don't think he hit it into the fans out of the bunker on purpose, but I definitely believe that people like do that. Know that like, that's a safety net. I can't hit the green from here. It's protected in the front by bunkers. I don't have the club to get it. If I just smash this, I'll be able to drop wherever the fuck I want over there. I just think, the grand, I, I'm just tired of having shitty fucking lies out on the courses I play. And these guys, every Rory's, it's like, I, I do feel like it buried, should be like a hazard if you hit it. It's like buried in the rough. Rory, like at the end of it, it was like sitting on top of the grass. Like he could have like putted it. Like, right. When, when, when no, rough, I know. Like was, I, I feel like it's tough though. Like, so I agree. Like, I think it's stupid. Like, I feel like if you hit the grandstand, it should be like going into a hazard and then you drop it, you get a penalty stroke. But the problem with the way golf works is that it's all about where your ball stops. So it's like, you can hit off the top of the grandstand, but if you land back in the rut or like on that, I don't know if it was no, I get what you're saying. his approach shot. Like he just like, he literally landed it on the fucking, I think it was a par five. He was going for in two landed it on the roof of the grandstand. And it just like fed down and landed in the greenside bunker. And he, I think he got up and down for birdie. Oh, it I was just like I didn't even see that. It was um, maybe like twelve or thirteen, some, somewhere around that. I, I forget what hole it was, but it, it was on Sunday, and I was like, "It's in." It was just kind of stupid. Like I, I agree, and even outside the Tour Championship, I forget what the tournament is, but there's this one par four that's like two seventy five. It's all carry over water, and the guys either hit like three wood or driver, and all the guys who hit driver, they just hit it into the grandstand, so it stops it. And then they can I, just like have to try to get up and down. Yeah, right, 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 right. Um, I forget what tournament it is, but I think I know exactly what I mean. Yeah, I don't know. So I was just, and I was also thinking about it more because I had a Scheffler ticket. Um, but I was just like, I because I always think that the pros have it so listen, they're they're so much better than us to begin with, but I just feel like they have it so much easier 
with like the fans trample down the rough, the people find their balls for them. Um, they can hit it off shit and oh, removable object that shouldn't have been there. We we created that this week for the tournament. Like, yeah, it, I I had heard one of the announcers say that if Rory didn't hit that grandstand, his ball was in the parking lot. Oh yeah, I heard that too. He would have sailed the green by like forty yards. But I mean, that's that's golf like and i get the problem is you can't remove the grandstands because the sponsors pay all this money so they can fucking sit there and i like i get it um but it's just it's not fair when i can't do that shit (laughs) well like also like how do you go 40 yards long it's like I don't deep. know if kind like I've 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 airmailed some greens in my day, but I don't know if I've ever airmailed forty yards long. Like that's how bad did you fuck up? You're a professional. <sighs> not good. Not good. Um, not good. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I'm kind of curious to see how the um the PGA Tour operates next year with the uh not condensed schedule, but kind of like the uh the refabricated schedule with the elevated events. Well, I, I'm, I'm very curious because I saw an interview, someone interviewed Ram about like, Oh, I see. And he was all confused. And I don't know if that was an actual, the, the actual interview, you know, how people put shit together. I don't know, but also sometimes Ram isn't that informed on shit. Like it, you know, it, it wouldn't surprise me if he was like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. But like, you know what I love about Rom and like all like the like verbatim stuff that you get from him is that like he does still have like a slight language barrier. Right. So when he says something, it comes across as so blunt because he's just trying to say it in English kind of thing. Right. And like I feel like he comes off as like almost like dickish on a like I I like I don't think I think I've heard Rob's also like just like a, a really really nice guy like I don't think he's an asshole at all he's very fiery and like he's passionate but like a lot of things he says just come off as like dickish because of like the slight language barrier kind of thing and like I'm sure it's like cultural too based off like where he's from where we are but yeah. it's just I think it's funny no no um, I I completely agree did you find yourself rooting for Rory or Scotty? I think you said you you had Rory on your team. Or you have Rory on your team, but you had, you had a ticket for Scotty, right? Like those things aside, like who were you pulling for? The, well, so the money debt, like the, the money it's hard. Debt. To, it's hard to forget about that. I guess yeah. So I, <laughs> I was just gonna say, like I was pulling for Scotty. Like I don't know how to say this. I don't I, love Rory. Like, I feel like everybody is obsessed with Rory and I don't really get it, but I like Scotty a lot more. Hold on. I like Rory. How do you, so I, re, I remember not liking Rory when yeah. Tiger was still in the thick of it. Rory was his fucking, he, he was an American, but it's yeah. just like, he was Tiger's rival. He was, uh, you know, from the other side of the pond, he was the enemy. And now he's come and joined forces with tiger and they right. 
are like yeah. trying to now battle the Saudi regime of Greg Norman. And like, it's just like, I feel like it's just a, it's a story. It's like WWF wrestling. Like this is the new plot. Like Rory and Tiger come to save yeah. the day. Jay Monahan is going to fall down a flight of steps. Like Dustin Johnson did that one time. And then Tiger will become commissioner. And then. Yeah. No, I, I should ever I shoot badly say... about the PGA tour. Cause it'll be like star Wars. And they'll just like lightsaber your ass and I shouldn't say I don't get it. Like, I obviously get it. Like, I know why everybody loves Rory, but I almost feel like it's kind of at the point that, like, everybody's loved Rory so much for so long that now I'm kind of, like, over it. And, like, I like that Scotty's kind of coming into the... I just like Scotty a lot. Like, it's not like I dislike either of them, but, like, I just I felt like I was pulling for Scotty. Like, I would it would have it been cool, especially after the year that Scotty have had, to win the FedEx Cup. Like he was supposed to essentially, but like I can also see why the storyline's awesome that Rory won too, especially with everything that's transpired throughout the year of 2022. Yeah, no, it was. I mean, I just think what he's kind of done to like put the PGA tour on his back and like all these like yeah. secret meetings and nobody even knows about, and he's taking all this time. He's got a fucking kid at home, like he's got a family, like he's taking Bobby. all this. She has Bobby. a name, yeah. Courtney loves the name. She I she was listening or she was <laughs> feeding Charlotte and I had his inner uh, post uh press conference post round press conference on a Peter Piper picked a yeah, pack. I know. <laughs> yeah, Peter Piper picked a pack of pickled peppers. Okay, not that there bad. you go. Um and she was like, Oh, his daughter's name's Poppy. She's like, That's so cute. And I was like, No, it is, but like, don't fucking think about it. Like that <laughs> Pop, Poppy Ackley? No. Uh, Poppy, you want to go to Grampy's? No, we're not. No, it's not going to work in our family. I'm sorry. I'm. We're drawing the line right there. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I guess I'd have to say I was rooting for Scotty. Um, but that was a money related. I have no beef with Rory, but I also agree. I have no beef with Scotty. The only reason I was rooting against Scotty for most of the year is because he was on DaCosta's team, and Costa jumped out like a thoroughbred and we he needed to be stopped so he was really good out of the blocks but it just was crazy how average scotty scheffler looked like um oh yeah when i when we turned it on like i said the leaders were on like 12 or 13 and i saw that they were tied and honestly like when i first sat down i forgot that we saw the end of round three sunday morning and i forgot like the lead that scotty had but when I just saw that they were tied and I was just watching like a hole or so of, of Scotty, like walking, hitting shots. I was like, his body language just looks so like not confident. You know what I mean? Like zero swagger about him, which is like, I don't know. Like he's not the swaggiest guy necessarily, but like usually like you see him out there, he's pretty relaxed. He's laughing. Like he's having a good time. Like he looks loose out there. Like that was just not how he looked at all. Um, so I thought that was, that was really interesting. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we'll we'll see next year. We'll, we will. Uh, don't guys. Don't worry. We're not going anywhere. We will. We will be here through the off season. But I am a little excited to get my drafts in for football next week. Um. We don't. We don't. We don't oh yeah. Me too. That. But no. Um. I had so my golf. Um. I'll just. Um. I'll just go through. So thing is, I they didn't log any of these. 
in because like some people just like pick up some people are like oh you're yeah. good we already won the hole so yeah. the first 18 dan and i hold everything out um and we won we won by one i shot a third we and we played uh these guys gary and al they were fucking awesome uh mm-hmm. al al uh, al was awesome gary was up there in age gary was hitting from those front tees but um gary shot a 40 me and al shot 39s and dan shot a 38 like it was wow dude the only way to win a hole was a birdie like and then we tied crazy especially because you said that you got you guys have the lowest handicap out of the entire flight too so like to have everybody be no more than four over is just that's sick in every match we played like everyone was bearing their handicaps and me and dan were just kind of looking at each other like Hmm, we might need to evaluate this next year. Yeah. Not really, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, and yeah, no. So we, we won that. Um, and it was a great, great round, but like, it was just, oh man, it was brutal. Like we, we were having to hit absolutely everything on the par. Oh, yeah. On the par five, third hole. We were all like, we were all scattered in the fairway um, after our second shots um, anywhere from like a hundred to like 70 yards in. I was the closest. Cause I had my best, I had the best shot in off number two. So I go last. I watched three shots all land within seven feet of the flag. I was like, well, oh my God. that's kind of fucking whack. Then I put it to three feet from the flag. And I was like, let's, let's go. The problem was everyone birdied the hole except the guy who stroked, and then he parred for birdie, so no strokes were given. I thought you were going to say everybody except you. And they oh, all made their seven footer. Yeah, yeah that, and you missed the three footer. That would be horrible. Um, no, so um, our, in our first round, shot a thirty nine. In the second, nice. Round, yeah, no, I was pumped. In the second round, in the second round, I shot a 44 to wrap it up with an 83. Um, I will okay. log that now that I'm thinking of it. Um, I just, the other ones were a little bit iffy, but uh, we'll get into those. I had shot a 44 on the back in our match. Uh, Dan had shot a 41, but the guys we played, like they were filthy. The, the, it was just unbelievable. Like this kid stroking on the, on the first hole, number 10, par five, puts one out into the fairway. Puts one around the corner, puts his third onto the green, seven or eight inches from the hole. Okay. Birdie net eagle. Um, I was like, you're good. Dan, Dan was like, what do you mean he's good? I was like, bro. What I do you mean to, he's not good? I was, I was like, I'm going to have to chip it in to tie him. And actually, it wouldn't because he had net eagle. I wasn't even thinking about him stroking at that point. Yeah. Um, But uh, just right from the get-go, like, if – it, we were playing against oh shit, I forget their names. I think it was Eric and uh, either way. Um, it was like if one of them was off, the other was on. So it didn't matter. Like one of them could have doubled, yeah. the other was parring or birdieing. So um, it, were you on Gilead for all five? No. So we started uh Saturday on the front, then went to the back, and then we went back to the front for one more nine. Okay. Uh, and then I don't even have that nine on my scorecard after five, after four holes. Oh, I p- picked up on five Dan Pard and, uh, 
I picked up, so I didn't put down a score. And then I wasn't the one keeping score. So yeah. I just didn't keep score. But there, I'm pretty sure I shot like a like a 43, 44, or something like that. It was just okay. Well, so tell me about different because yeah. Well, like, tell me about your matches. Like, so did like oh like, no, we're me, getting like, smoked. We are getting smoked. We won okay. the first round, and then yeah. we um lost the second round, okay. and then we tied the third round. The third round, I actually was able to save the day with a sick par on on ten or no on nine for us to tie. We were down two with two to go. We won eight. Then we won nine. Parnet birdie on nine. Uh, no, I don't stroke. So here's another thing that I think is kind of shitty. Because it's with the match play, it's like I would get like one stroke. And then maybe someone else in the group gets like two strokes. It's not like okay. I don't get my strokes on holes. You just like stroke against the group. So like okay. it sucks if like it's the hardest hole on the course or on the side. I'm not getting a stroke. I always get a stroke. I'm a fucking 10. And yeah. some other guy gets a stroke and I'm like, well, that sucks. We got the same score. And like, I'm like half a handy, like half a point different. I don't know. It just, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm it's tough. Cause like, honestly, like that's the nice part. I think that's the nice part about flights. Like you're kind of more playing straight up. Yeah. Um, but we were giving more strokes in every match. So like, right. That, that sucked. Right. Um, stuff. So after after day one, we're one one and one. Okay. Uh, but the team that we lost to, they went three and zero, oh, and they were just okay. They're running the table. Wasn't yeah. asked. Yeah. yeah. They should be um, in flight A. So going well, they had six flights. I mean, I I did think the competition was all pretty good. Yeah. Um, Sunday. Um, I mean, Sunday is when yeah the, the guys. Uh, hit the flag out of the bunker and, and sunk that but uh it wasn't anything i mean dan played well dan has been playing good golf he, he had a couple birdies he went out with a 40 i went out with a 44 just had a couple woofs good amount of pars but just a couple woofs you know those doubles will yeah. up on you um and we lost our first match uh, after seven holes, and then we lost our second match after eight holes. Like, it was just mm. – we were playing against good people. Like, I was questioning, like, how I wasn't the one getting strokes when I'm watching these guys just, like, uh-huh. stick fairways and stick greens. But, hey, man, that's the game of golf, um, you know. Were you guys you off at all? Like, were you guys playing poorly, would you say? Or were the other guys playing good or, like, kind of combination? Or what would you say? I think we went up against really good golfers. I mean, Dan was okay. also playing real well. It, but he'd yeah. be the first to say to you, like, with his 38, he had, like, two putts from, like, two and a half feet that he missed. Oh, wow. Like, it, he – that's the – I and <clears throat> I would I'd say to his face, I, I – I, it's the only real weakness of his game. He drives the ball really well. He hits his irons well. He hits greens. Um, and he gets a lot of pars, gets a lot of birdies. But the only place he really ever has weakness is just close putts. Um, you oh, know, he needs a butter fitting. Yeah, I, I told him. And I yeah. told him that. And, and then he was like, so you're really going to do that before our five uh, – five round match play event. And I was like, no, I talked to Kevin about it. I thought that would be a little bit selfish. Uh, 
but I will be going for a putter fitting. I haven't yet just been real busy, um, but I'm definitely interested to see how it goes. Um, Are you going to actually do that? Like in the next week or two, like that soon? Yeah. I mean, well, I love that. I mean, I want to, like, you did, you did win fantasy. So you may as well. Yeah. But I'm also going to Augusta. That's going to be a little expensive, but yes, I do need to, yeah, treat but there's myself. time between now and then Brian. True. And I mean, like, yes, no, true. Um, so just wrapping up the match play event. So we lost our two rounds on Sunday. I went out with a 44, came home with uh one, two, 45. Um, awesome. That's horrible. Um, but once again, <laughs> these were situations where it was, and I don't know how I feel about this. One of the guys we were playing with, he was like, well, you know, I gave you that putt and I was like, well, I, the reason we were putting it is because to count it for your handicap, he's like, well, if someone gives it to you, you can just like, if you were going to make it, then it, it counts. And I'm like, my guy, if every time I had a three foot putt, I mean, I do think I'm a very good uh, close range putter, but like, you can't just count them all good. And just every time they're like, if there's eight of them around, you might miss one. Right. So I was just like caught off a little, a little off guard. Like I hit one up on the green and then like, before I know it, like I'm being tossed the ball in the air. It's I'm not going to like, there's nothing I can do now. Like, I don't know exactly where the ball was. I don't know. So like, yeah. And once I heard them saying like that, they weren't like putting handicaps in, I was like, all right, then what the fuck ever? Like, who cares? Because there's yeah. definitely in match play, like there's definitely like Dan hit a ball here. All right, I'm trying to do my, I'm going to try a crazy shot to see if it can pay off because we're already in a great position right here. Now, right. maybe it works out, maybe it doesn't. There's some gamesmanship in giving putts <clears throat> in match play too. You're like, like especially like early in a round, like I'll give somebody like a four footer because I don't want them to like, get used to putting the ball in the hole kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like you don't want them to like pour, like make a four footer, four footer. And now all of a sudden their putter's hot. Like you almost want them to like have to make the four footer on eight after they've been given all the short ones all day. And then yeah. it's tough. Yeah. I, like in, in our first like couple rounds, there was none of that. It was just like, all right, we'll put the ball in the hole. Yeah. And then like we get matched and they're like, it's good. It's good. And I'm like, wait, what? And I said to Dan, I was like, Dan, we're not setting the precedent on the first hole that like we're giving away putts. Like let's make yeah. these guys fucking make it. And he was like, yeah. nah, dude, hundred percent agree. And, but to an extent, like it, we weren't it, pretty much like a foot, 18 inches, depending on like the status of the hole. Like they were, they right. were being pretty generous. And I was just like, I mean, all right. I like, I guess this is just going to be friendly, but like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I I've definitely like pulled a couple three foot putts. Like, <laughs> well, especially like in a match, like when it's like when their pressure's on, like you got to make it to win the hole or to tie the hole. Like, it's that's a that's a tough putt. And if there's like a little bit of a, a little bit of a break to it, well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, they gave me a putt once. I chipped um onto the green. I didn't hit the green and rag. Chipped on. It was a sick chip. I mean, I was easily like 40 yards off the green yeah went over a slope like and it it got close i didn't see how close exactly but he literally just picked up and tossed it to me and i was just like huh i was like i would like to see where that ended i would have i would have made kevin make me put that like i i I just like i was thinking like i don't know and you and i do give each other putts but they're usually putts that's like 
dude, don't put a fucking coin down. It's nine inches away. Like you're yeah. going to make it. Just I will out, say get out of my way, Kevin. In in that situation, like where you just hit a sick pitch or chip shot. I feel like sometimes people will be more liberal in what they're giving you because you just hit like a great shot and like they're almost like rewarding you for the shot kind of thing, yeah. which yeah, like they I, shouldn't be. I know. But they I, do. I kind of felt that. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Um, Because that's definitely the podcast, Brian. That's right, buddy. That's right. Um, So listen, the um, it didn't work out for Dan and I this time around. Um, yeah, that's all right. We'll get them next year. There was a great uh, steak dinner afterwards on Sunday. We hit that up for a little bit. Um, and then on Monday I played in a, uh, charity golf tournament. I'm not going to say where, um, just I've got some things to say about it. Pretty crazy stuff. Um, played in a tournament with some great guys. We played well, we shot 10 under, uh, nine or 10 under, I think nine under we had a bogey. We had 10 birdies though. Um, it was sick, but let me tell you, Kev, one of the, you know, we, we, uh, we, 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 we stumbled across, a hidden bottle of whiskey in the woods where so this is a uh, something that you know happens from time to time at private at private courses um yeah. members will will hide bottles of booze from you know along the course uh, in the woods yeah. and so you know had to go to the urination station um and you know back there doing the lord's work um watering the leaves and you know, what do I stumble upon? What do I stumble upon? But a birdhouse looking structure um, that it was almost like, oh, and I was like, that's so weird. Cause like, that's a weird sound. And then it called me over. So as I got closer, I just kept hearing like, and it was a bottle bottle of four roses. what kind of four roses did Kentucky, it say? Kentucky straight uh, bourbon whiskey crafted uh, from four select bourbons. It four was, roses is good whiskey, depending on which four roses you got. Um, I mean, yeah, it just that is so funny. Small batch, that's good whiskey. Oh, small batch, that's small oh, batch it, is good it, whiskey. Oh, Kev, it was delicious, yeah. Um, so I was, how big of a bottle is that? Was that like a 750 or a smaller? Looks small. It I feel like it's a pint. I feel like the glass was really thick. Yeah. Um, it was empty when we left it. Um, so they're gonna need to replace that. But um, it's just funny what you stumble across. Um, you know, when you're out in the woods, uh doing a little uh business at the urination station. When you you're just that? scrambling around out there, I, I know, you know, I'm like, oh shit, I'm on the T. I gotta zip the zip. And I was like, woo hold on hold up wait a minute guys 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 come here come on now oh man that's I, awesome what a find all, i know got a little stumble across that i i was at the when jack and i went out to hudson national last year the caddy showed us an area where members would would sneak like or like hide a booze and whatnot but the other thing about it is like all the booze was free there so like i didn't really understand like what what the point of that was it was that was sick Get, don't, like they're such an expensive course that like everything there is just free like That's awesome. you, at the turn like all the food you want like you don't there's no exchange of like anything uh, when we went are you to expected the, to like tip it, it all goes on to like 
accounts like ours didn't but like when yeah. you're golfing like all of that's just free like there's just gatorades wow. all over the place and it's just like well i mean the i'm pretty sure jack told me like the it's like 250 like to yeah. join there and then like yearly dues are probably out the wazoo probably like 50 um, grand a year or something yeah. like that yeah. um so it was it was a crazy experience i remember i wanted to like buy a ball and they're like wait no we don't take like cat and i was like can i steal it like how are we gonna make this work and i didn't get a ball so we're gonna get one next year Uh, this year we're gonna go back jack's uh jack says he's gonna get us the hook up again um so yeah that was that was my golf did a little golf saturday sunday monday it was great playing in another uh scramble tournament this coming saturday um over at the farms country club with my buddy jamie and a couple of his boys Dude, you're just scrambling everywhere. Huh? I know. A lot of scrambles involved. I know. And we've got another scramble coming up. The Curry Classic coming up I in know. October. I'm um, good for like, I like to do two, two scrambles a year is good for me. I feel like I'm doing a lot of scrambling right now. I'm not loving the scramble in life. I'm not. I'm just not. I'm not. Don't get me wrong. It's fun. It, it, it is a good time. But like, I'm just trying to lower the goddamn handicap for Christ's sakes. I'm saying, well, the scr- scrambles are fun. Like they're fun when you do them periodically, but if you ha- all of a sudden have a ton, they become very like old and boring, in my opinion. Yeah, unless you got a great group. I mean, I and right. I, I wasn't even thinking about we got the Easter. Se- oh no, never mind. Easter seals is we play non scramble. Right non scramble. Yeah. Well, we yeah. can. John's trying to fight the charity event. It's a it's a memorial tournament. Somebody died. Come on, Johnny. And we won last year. And we're the winners. How's Why do we want any change? How is that going to look? The winners want to change the score right. format. I, I, uh, I'm it. No, I, I believe. I believe me. I'm on the same page as you. I don't know how we won last year, but I don't care. Yeah, no, I'm good with it. Yeah, that's that's how I feel. Yeah. Um. So I did something similar to you, although instead of Saturday, Sunday, Monday, I played Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Uh, my birthday was Monday. I took waited. Monday. Took thank you, I appreciate that. Took Monday and Tuesday off. Um, Sunday. So listen. So listen to this. So I told you, Abby and Marshall were up for the weekend. Um, they both play golf. Julia has been been playing some golf too. So what we did on Sunday, we got a tea time, like a mid afternoon tea time for eighteen. And we did um, couple versus couple uh, alternate shot. Love that. Which was honestly, a bl- it was like one of the more fun rounds of golf I've had. I bet. It, That's sick. Like it was great. Like we just, we brought a ton of beers, ended up having to buy beers at the turn. Like we were all just like boozing. That's and- a success. We brought yeah. a ton of beers. <laughs> then we had to buy beers at the turn. Yeah. You know, you're having a great time. Yeah. It, it was an honest. So like town and colony too. If you go play on a Sunday and you play like our tea time, I think was like eleven forty. I I, don't, I said mid afternoon. I meant like midday. Um, eleven forty, and we like, we basically oh. saw no yeah. one on the course. Okay, all right. Well, what was the question? Sorry, eleven forty. I don't midday. I mean noon is midday, so I'm twenty minutes before noon. What do you want? Like we were playing midday, late morning. What would you consider midday? Between I don't know. 12 and 12.20? Like midday, I would feel like is like 2.30. No, it's like mid-afternoon. Yeah, so I guess I wouldn't use the word, the term midday. I, I like... All right, well, the good thing about this conversation, Brian, is that your opinion <laughs> doesn't matter. So, moving right along... There we, we go. Just, 
Yeah, so we just did alternate shot um, match play, and it was a great match. Nobody ever was up more than two holes, and that only happened once. And then uh, we lost. Uh, Julia, Julia missed like a four-footer on 18 that would have won us the hole and had us go to like some sort of playoff. Which I don't blame her for. It was it was it was not an easy putt, and we were a lot of beverages deep. So, um, but it was a good match. You blew it. Well, also, like she was very well aware of it, and all three of us are standing there with like our arms crossed, watching her like five feet away from her. So, like I'm like, well, now you know what a pressure putt is like. Um, but uh, yeah, that was fun. And then um, my other two rounds, I really didn't play great. I shot an 89 on Monday, I played a course from the blue tees and I forgot to grab a scorecard. So I didn't realize how long the blue tees were, but they were 7,100 yards. The two, the two par threes on the front nine were 225 and 245. Um, And there were three par fives on the front, but I just, I just played terrible. I had like a triple, a few doubles. It, it was just like a really bad round. I shot 11 over on the front and then uh, I think five over on the back. So I shot 16 over par 73, 89. Um, it was also like, I don't mind playing a course that long if it's in like good shape. So like you have like a good lie, you can like get the, get the club on the ball kind of thing. Yeah. This place was kind of just like a dog track. So it's like even when you were in the fairway, it was almost like you were in like the first cut kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it was really patchy. I don't know. It was just like it was wasn't a very well maintained course. So it was I don't know. I, I should have just played different tees, honestly, is what, what the situation was. But um and then the next day I, I didn't really play great either. I shot, I think I shot like an 84 or something at Town of Colony. Um, but dude, so listen to this. I go to Town of Colony and I'm talking to the starter. And he tells me that one of the nines is closed for aeration. Another one of the nines was aerated earlier in the week. And the not the first nine I was playing was aerated like yesterday or two days ago. Um, I've never heard of a course aerating this early. So it's funny you uh, say that because I just got an email today from Timberland um, which I don't even know how I got on their email distribution because I've never even played there, but that's how you yeah. get in the industry. Um, yeah. It's a cool, of course. I, I recommend playing there. If you yeah, no, John, I know it's just not anywhere near me, like the Berlin Turnpike. Oh, like, it's not near anywhere, anything, anywhere. Like, honestly, where Timberland is, it's kind of in the middle of, it's in like rural Berlin, which is like not near anything. It's like going to fucking Marlboro, for example, for you. Cuts You're deep. welcome. Cuts yeah. deep. I'm sorry. Um, but and they um just put out their schedule. They're, they punched the greens today or or tomorrow or I don't know. I didn't thoroughly read it, but they're like we're aerating, and here are the price differences in our um in our greens fees. So I don't know. Maybe it's because we didn't get a lot of rain this year, whereas last year we got so much more rain that I mean I've definitely noticed a difference. And we're not a weather podcast, but I've really quickly I've noticed a difference. We haven't got as much rain this summer. My leaves are already falling. Last summer, we got so much rain. Yeah. The leaves stayed healthy. They stayed on the trees for so much longer, which was annoying as fuck because it was like December and leaves are falling. And I'm like, bitch, I'm trying to snow blow. Now I got a leaf blow. And yeah, I I was actually just going to say, I wonder if it has something to do with the weather. But so what concerns me for Colony is so they aerated 
And then it, we got a ton of rain like the next day or two days later. And then it was like the day I was playing, it was wicked hot. And the front nine that the one that had just been aerated like a day or two prior, all the greens were like, I was literally walking on the greens and like drawing water. Like they were all wicked soaked. And a few years ago when I was a member at Farmington country club, there was a year where they punched the greens the next day there was like a huge torrential downpour storm for like a day or two. And then the whole following week was like a heat wave. And that combination of shit caused like, basically like the the greens were like diseased. Like they got like really fucked up. Mm. So I was like playing golf that day and I was like, shit, like, is this going to like really fuck up the greens for colony? Um, But then we got to the back nine, which had been aerated like, less than a week ago and it was like you could hardly even tell that they had been punched so i don't i don't know i don't understand how that shit all works but i had had me nervous kev was a little nervous out there brian all aerations are scary the only thing i try to you know keep in mind or tell myself when you're playing on aerated greens just about the first two shots you know yeah if you put it on the green and reg you're 20 feet out you should be able to count that as a par um yeah. and harder yeah, play yeah, less break that's my yeah it just in the in the fall when they punch them with the big holes like you're you putt and it's like like oh yeah like that's tough yeah so that i was actually gonna say so the the holes that were in the greens at colony i would say there was a lot more of them but, but they small. were they were smaller and it didn't really affect the like the ball wasn't necessarily bouncing around the problem was how sandy they were because like they punch them and then they like Right, guys. The other nine that was closed that day, they had recently been done, and there was just they were covered with sand. Yeah. Um. But while we're on the topic of the greens, actually, I have to say, love the new putter. Yeah, I've been making an unbelievable amount of just like six to twelve foot putts in the last week or so. Like not scoring well necessarily, but making a ton of putts. That makes me uncomfortably nervous. Uh, I don't know. You haven't seen the rest of the game. The the driver's erratic. Now the irons are starting to fall off, Brian. I'm not sure what's happening with that. <clears throat> Kevin always plays this, and then we show up, and then he and, – and don't get me wrong. Then maybe the driver doesn't work. Throws into the fucking trees on number one. Punches out to eight feet. Misses the bird. Taps in for par. But this is where Kev would lose strokes to me. And, and by lose strokes, I mean we'd push holes he would have a three and a half footer for, for birdie four footer for birdie and he misses it. And I'm in for par. Um, it also anymore, baby. Yeah, no, see, that's a problem. So I shit. So I'll probably just go get an air horn, um, to use when you're putting because I, I mean, I can improve my putting, but I already make the three and a half footers. So I go get fitted for an air horn. (laughs) I need, yes. and, And maybe go get some lessons. Um, <clears throat> no, I'm excited. We'll, we'll get out there soon. We got the new shirts and you see this. See I know, that? dude, I saw you wearing it. You sent me a picture of you wearing one. The I'm, other wearing, day. I'm wearing one right now. At, no, I know. I was just saying, oh, yeah. I see you wearing it. I, I noticed it. I meant to bring, bring it up to you early in the recording session. I would like to know when will I be receiving my package? I'll put them in the mail tomorrow. Oh, I was hoping you were going to say you put them in the mail yesterday, but sorry. I'll let that slide. <laughs> uh, but no, they, they look great. How are they comfortable? Super, nice and light, super lightweight, very comfortable. Uh, it just 
Oh my gosh, they're they're amazing. I I am so excited for them. I will say we got an email. One was damaged. They were like, uh, "Would you like us to?" Well, they didn't send it to us. They were like, "Would you like us to replace it or just cancel it?" And I was like, "What? What? We have orders. You fill it, fill it fill now." It yeah. So. We're, we're 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 waiting on one but don't worry no i'll get yours out tomorrow um i've got uh nick i will get yours out tomorrow um is the one we're waiting on coming to me or is that for you they didn't even tell me like what size it was what color it was like i i, I one one got damaged just make another one and send us the one that's undamaged like i don't get that yeah no why um, even ask yeah, yeah no I'm, I'm not sure i'm not sure um so I'll get yours out tomorrow. I will get the rest of them out in the mail as well. Um, yeah. What, what else we got? We got anything else? Uh, the only thing I have left to say is that we'll talk to you guys next week. I'm Kevin awesome. O'Coin. I'm Brian Ackley. This has been Life in the Rough, the podcast. See you. See you. Peace.